This is the PropTech VC Podcast. We give you unique insights into how innovative technologies are disrupting real estate. We interview top entrepreneurs, investors, and knowledgeable experts to share the inside scoop in this fast-moving industry. It's hosted by leading PropTech VC, Zane Jaffer. Let's dive into today's content. Yeah, lot, lots, lots to unpack here for sure. Um, l- land is a weird asset to appreciate, and I'm, I'm obviously using a pun here because it's difficult to understand in that generically in real estate, if you're investing in urban areas, often there's a piece of land and there's a lot of demand to build things and it's easy to predict future cash flows, assuming the zoning works out. Or typical real estate, you buy a home, you, you buy uh, any, any type of commercial real estate produces income. Land is a different type of asset. It's a different type of animal. The industry is different. Land doesn't produce income. It's very difficult to get typical loans on uh, land from banks. Maintaining the land, the fire hazards that come with it, uh, the construction nightmares given the lack of access. How would you contrast land as an investment asset versus urban assets? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a very different class. So we can look at the last financial crisis 2008 as, 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 a, uh, as a way to, you know, understand how land different from a different uh, other part of real estate, right? So when you, uh, everybody knows because of the mortgage crisis, housing market really tanked in 2008, right? Some property were sold uh, 70 cents to the dollar, uh, 40% down, There's, it's crazy, right? We, we, we all heard horror stories. But what people don't really know is that even during the worst time, land only uh, the land market only dropped by less than five percent, right? So um, that's really interesting because the land market is very secure. It's more similar to a safe haven commodity like gold than uh, than the real estate market in the way that it has a lot more security to it. It doesn't appreciate in the way that. Uh, urban market can blow up like what's happening in New York City or San Francisco a couple of years back. But at the same time, it's really good at preserving the value. So that's the first, uh, that's the first uh, unique character uh, about, this, uh, about this asset class. And the second one is exactly like you said, appreciating, <laughs> you know, double meaning here, but appreciating and understanding land uh, is a very difficult task. And that has traditionally uh, deterred some of the people, either investors or uh, people who want to move to the rural space uh, to look into the market, right? It's, it's, it's more opaque and because you can really drive to rural properties uh, very easily, uh, it, it, it has a higher barrier, barrier of entry. And when you look at particular properties, there are also many more variables to consider. Uh, than urban properties because you have to think about the easement, water quality, uh, what about the internet and the, the road access. So there are so many more variables. Um, we definitely recognize that. So what we're doing at Terrascope is that there are two things we're doing to make the process easier. One is that we're using AI to learn your preferences uh, really intelligently and everything happens in real time. So we are educating you about the process without overwhelming you with 50 different filters, right? Experimenting with those filters is very, very challenging. Uh, that's, what the first, uh, that's the first reason we chose to use an AI to help 
uh, reduce the overwhelm. And the second thing we're doing at Terrascope is that we're supplying a huge amount of rural-specific variables uh, like water quality, weather, uh, recreation options uh, to allow the people to really understand the properties much better than they could on any other website. Let's dive into this a bit. Um, sure. Yeah, you know, I'm a prop tech investor and mm. There's no shortage of companies trying to improve the residential real estate experience in urban areas or actually in any area, right? And when you're dealing with an asset like a home, you've got county tax assessor records, you've got you've got a building, you can guess the square feet. Usually there's records of the square feet at the tax assessor's office. And there, there's a lot of things you can tag. There's a lot of things you can feed into an AI engine. You know, there's so much that can build a, you know, a, like a type of price index for a, for a home. You've also got the local neighborhood as well. You've got comps. Land land doesn't seem intuitive to build AI around. Um, often the landowner themselves haven't got an up-to-date survey. Data's all over the place. Help me understand how, how does AI factor into building a better rural real estate search tool? Sure, absolutely. So uh, one thing to to clarify here is that we don't only do land, we also do rural properties like a farm with a, with a building on top of it. So it, 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 it's a, yeah, so it's it's not just, just vacant land. It's, it's part of our portfolio, but we have so many different other properties. But to answer the question, how does AI factor into the process? Um, in this, on the search side, right? On the search side, what Terrascope does is that it mimics the way a real estate agent would interact with a, with a buyer. Right. So before, uh, when we think about the, the way real estate agent work is that they're constantly asking their clients what they think about the property. So they're taking that feedback and incorporate it to really uh, help you pin down the perfect property for you. But there's no online equivalent. Right. So what AI does in the search process is that we build an AI agent that's able to understand your preferences based on your feedback on each listing and then use that to build a very, very unique uh, user preference model to uh, help you find your property. And as we're showing you more recommendations, you're giving us more feedback, we're actually improving that process. And the second part that AI factors into this is something that we're still uh, is still in we're still working on, working progress. Like you said, sometimes the homeowner or the landowners are not really up to date on the variables, right? So that is very visible in the listings that we get uh, directly from MLSs. Some of the properties that are great for um, you know that are on the waterfront were not correctly tagged as waterfront. Some of the properties that tag us waterfront are miles away from the nearest water body. So what we do at Terrascope is that we use the AI agent, AI engine, to basically recreate all these variables on our backend. We're doing geo analysis on each listing to figure out okay how close is it actually to the water, what is the recreational options, how close is it to the airport, what is the comparable, uh, what are the comparable listings around. What is the average price should be? So we conduct all this analysis to essentially enrich the, the listing data that we receive from MLSs, which are which is really bearable. You know, I want to I want a bit of a debate here, right? A friendly debate. Okay. Sure. Um, AI needs data, volumes of data to really be effective. And when you give the example of an AI agent or replacing the role of a real estate agent. 
Let's be frank here. A real estate agent, on one hand, is there to help find the right fit for you, but ultimately, they're there to convince you. A lot of home selling is convincing. It's an emotional decision, at least on the consumer side. On the investor side, emotions don't work. It's, it's, it really needs to be about numbers. Um, so, is the AI not... How, how can the AI do much when there's a lack of supply, there's a lack of land out there anyway? Isn't it more about just convincing the consumer and being persuasive more so than matchmaking. How would you respond to this, to this issue of lack of data and AI being effective? Yeah, so lack of data is a great question. That has been, you know, recommendation algorithms now new. It's very prevalent in the retail space, in the streaming, in the social media space. And the reason it really hasn't made into real, uh, real estate is precisely because of this, right? So real estate data goes stale very quickly. The listing when it's off the market is no longer there. So part of the training that you do with that data also becomes uh, less effective. So we have an algorithm that basically extrapolates these data uh, temporally to allow us to still use the information uh, we get from our users uh, to uh, understand user preferences. And the second question you asked is really interesting as well. Um, when you said uh, the lack of supply, we experienced that firsthand, right? Like you said, there sometimes there's just no right property within the within their search criteria, and this is actually where AI plays a huge part as well. Because if you're just using a filter-based search like Zillow, when there's no property, you're gonna get an empty result, right? There's no because it's so uh, binary. But the AI plays in that really well because. Our search method is not really hardcore filter. It's more about understanding what you care about. And because we are able to do that, we can then, after the optimal listing ran out, we can then go be like, oh, I know that you like waterfront property, but this one is not exactly waterfront, but it has a small stream going across it. Would you like to see that? So it allows us to basically go outside of this filter box and be more innovative and then extrapolate more inventory outside of things you normally wouldn't see on a filter-based search. So you gave the example of what people want and waterfront's a big thing. Um, mm. If you take a step back, Bill Gates is the largest owner of farmland in the US. And Jeff Bezos makes the list for one of the largest landowners. I think he's number 25. Why are all these people buying land and what do people look for in buying land? So uh, you don't have to answer it from the investor's perspective. I'm more interested in the consumer perspective. What do people want from land? Yeah, I definitely, that, that's a good question. So we have a blog and for that, we actually interact with a lot of uh, uh, people who, uh, who you know, made the, made the great leap, right? Like they, they moved from, uh, uh, we interviewed a girl who just recently moved from New York City to Colorado. Um, and the psychology behind it is very interesting is that there's a huge mental health epidemic that's going around, right? Like uh, from a consumer perspective, I'm not talking about Bill Gates, I'm just talking about everyday users. Uh, a lot of people are very stressed out what land provides super unique is this kind of sense of security and ownership, right? When you live in a condo, you can say you own that condo, but there are other people who basically share the same piece of land with you. Uh, so it's very hard to find that sense of security. But when you have a land that first of all is concrete, and then you can set up uh, your own vegetable garden and then 
public security. Uh, so there's a lot of like comforting aspect about owning your own home, owning your uh, your share of the earth that makes people um, feel very secure. So that is from the security side. And the other side we're seeing is this, this pursuit of a simpler lifestyle. It also ties into the mental health. Uh, mental health. Um, it's hard to plug when you're in a city. Like even if you don't use your phone, you're gonna see billboards everywhere. There's this information uh, override that's happening. But from our conversation with people who made the leap, they really appreciate the fact that there's not a lot of uh, there's not you know distractions in the rural space. They do gardening, you know, they go on hikes, and that really energizes in a way they really never felt in the cities. Yeah, so it's a, it's a very diverse uh, set of reasons, but I think driver is this pursuit of safety, comfort, uh, and in a way healing right, from this very stressful lifestyle people experience.